0: You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: It's Jimmy Stein with the Alabama player roster countdown on Locked On Bama. Thanks for listening. And boy, we're really getting close as I record this. We are... 57 days from the start of fall camp and we're gonna discuss number 58 who is James Brockermeyer and what an excellent uh, discussion point you know so much of the Brockermeyer twins uh, discussion was about the older brother not older brother the bigger brother the bigger one of the two Tommy who was the more highly rated tackle and you know let's be honest tackles get more attention tackles are drafted higher uh, tackles are or, or sort of uh, the gold of offensive lines uh, and the interior guys get the uh, short shrift and James is an interior lineman he's very likely to be a center although most uh, center centers and guards are cross-trained in both college and the NFL a lot of guys play in guard actually take reps at center a lot of centers take reps at guard they, they, they know all that they know all all of those spots so I'm sure James will play both but it's projected that long-term he's a center and I think he will probably be the scout team center this fall at Alabama, which will be excellent practice because he'll be going up against the first team defensive line the entire fall. That will only make him better. Uh, you know, I like James a lot because center, you know, it's a real blue-collar position. Uh, it, it tends to be the guys that uh, tends to be the guys that have great intangibles and intelligence. Uh, they have to make the line calls. They have to understand what all five offensive linemen are doing and what their, what their assignments are. Uh, also takes more of an athlete than you think. I mean, every offensive line position is tough to play. Now imagine snapping the ball. And, in fact, the center obviously is the only player other than the quarterback who touches the ball on every single play. So that's about 60, 70 opportunities a game for the center to blow it and, and ruin the game with a bad snap. Uh, and uh, so there's a lot on the center. It really is a critical position and I think that's why blue-collar kids tend to do well there. Think about it. I know all of you that listen to this are, are big fans of recruiting. That's why you're listening to the podcast in the first place. You no, know, off the top of your head, name a five-star center. Name a kid who was a five-star, who was super hyped, that was a center in high school, that then became a starting center as a true freshman and then was a three-and-done NFL player. And I bet all of you are scratching your heads. Now, I'm sure, you know, you guys will be able to chime in and come up with a name or two. But the fact that you have to work so hard to come up with a name or two proves my point because we can all name players at other positions that have done that. But the fact of the matter is centers are made. Uh, They're not born. Running backs are born. Centers are made. Uh, It's hard work. It's intangibles. It's not always the five-star. To me, James Brockermeyer, who was not a five-star, is sort of the perfect center because he's showing up with these intangibles. This is a kid who's been immersed in offensive line play his entire life. He's been extraordinarily well coached. He's a smart kid. He's a hard working kid. And in terms of what you're looking for in a center, he checks every box. Was he five stars? No, uh, but, but who, what centers are? So I think James is gonna have a, a, multi, a multi, he'll be a multi-year starter at Alabama. That's what I would project. He may even start as soon as next season. I think this fall, this will be about learning and adjusting to college. And Alabama has a senior center in Chris Owens. There's no reason to rush James with Chris Owens there. I mean, he, he'll handle it, and he'll do well. I think next spring is his opportunity to start, and, and, and he is even likely to start. But he, he, I think there will be talk of moving Emil Echior to center because the thinking will be Emil's very experienced, and that will make him more draftable that he has experience at center and guard in games so there will be talk of moving people like emil or maybe seth mclaughlin who we're going to do next on the roster countdown i mean he could win the spot or darian Dowcourt, who we've talked about every single season it seems like forever maybe the light comes on for him so it's no certainty that james brockermeyer will be the starting center in 2022 but uh i would go so far as to make him the betting favorite and i'm saying that and he hasn't even practiced yet but that's That's what kind of confidence I have in him. And, again, it's not so much the tape, which is excellent. It's that in terms of what you're looking for at center, uh, James Brockermeyer has it all.
0: Hey, everybody. FYI, this episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. But right now I want to talk to you about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. Go check them out. Easy-to-navigate website, easy-to-play, just easy fun and easy money if you use promo code LockedOn. You will get a 50% welcome bonus. That's free money. That's how Jimmy and I like to help our listeners out. Go to betonline.ag. Free money using promo code LOCKED ON. You can bet on reality TV. You can bet on Major League Baseball, NBA playoffs, college football futures, whatever you want to bet on at betonline.ag. And while you're waiting on some of those scores to come in to count your money, you can play blackjack. You can play poker. You into Omaha High Low? They got that. You're into Seven Card Stud? They got that. You're into just No Limit Tournaments? They got that too. BetOnline.ag promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. Put in 100 bucks, get in 150 bucks to play with. That's how easy it is at BetOnline.ag. Now go to BuiltBar.com. Right after BetOnline.ag, go to BuiltBar.com. B-u-i-l-t-b-a-r.com. Use promo code Locked15. Locked 15 will get you a 15% discount off of your order at BuiltBar.com. Listen, they've been sending Jimmy and me samples for quite some time. This, these things are delicious. They, the latest one they sent was Grasshopper Cookie, and it's fantastic. Not literal grasshopper, like a mint-flavored kind of thing. If you ever had a grasshopper drink, you know what I'm talking about. Covered in chocolate, cookie crumbles on it, uh, and it's great to maintain or to um, lose weight. Great for a keto diet, B-U-I-L-T bar.com that's builtbar.com. and you want to use the promo code LOCKED15. That'll get you 15% off that order, and we certainly do appreciate their sponsorship, and we certainly do want you to give Built Bar a try because I can tell you right now, you're going to love these things. They got a multitude of flavors. They got one that's going to suit you. builtbar.com Go check them out ASAP.
1: Welcome back into Locked on Bama. This is Jimmy Stein with the Player Roster Countdown, and as I record this, we are 57 days from the start of practice and as you're listening to this it is likely already 56 or even 55 days to the start of fall camp so we're at eight weeks it's just around the corner i was looking at the schedule of opening week and uh, gosh opening week is so much fun because there's that initial thursday night and we're going to have ohio state and minnesota as sort of sort of the big game on 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 thursday night and of course the week before we even week zero saturday uh, gosh we 're only uh, about about eleven or twelve weeks from that uh, week zero you got Nebraska versus Illinois, Hawaii versus UCLA, and that UCLA team plays lSU next, so uh, even week zero has some interest, but that Thursday night, Ohio State, Minnesota, then that Friday night at North Carolina and Virginia Tech, and then then you 're into Saturday uh, when Alabama plays at two thirty uh, i 'm most interested. I looked at the eleven o 'clock games. Uh, just myself, I think the best 11 o'clock game is Penn State versus Wisconsin. That's a that's a big game in the Big Ten for week one, isn't it? So uh, it's just around the corner, guys. So 56 is Seth McLaughlin. I don't have a lot to say about Seth because he, he basically just redshirted a year ago. He played center and guard uh, in practice in the fall. And then this spring, spent time at center and guard, primarily guard, uh, but he does get reps at center, and I sort of think that if he plays at Alabama and starts, center would probably be the most likely position for Seth. And uh, from what I know, uh, I guess you would only say there are whispers, uh, you know, from, from practice, but from what I hear, they're high on Seth. I, I think I think he was better than expected, quicker than expected. And while he was probably always a little bit of a project, I mean, this is a kid that needs to get bigger, bigger. Uh, Apparently, it's going well, and we talked about it in the last countdown with number 58, James Brockermeyer. I'd say a lot of the same things about Seth in in the sense that he has those intangibles at center. This is a smart kid. Uh, He's he's a hard worker. He was not highly recruited, but again, name the center that, that really is, and I know you'd say Barrett Jones. Well, Barrett wasn't a center in high school, and no one really projected him to be a center in college. To some extent, Ryan Kelly was fairly highly recruited. I mean, he wasn't a five-star. He was just kind of a four-star lineman, but he would be one of the more highly recruited guys, I think, that was a center projected to play center and then was a center and is still in the NFL playing center. And, and he was pretty highly recruited, but he's also from Ohio. That didn't go to Ohio State. I'm just saying uh, the the center is a little bit like tight end. There's a couple of positions, and I just really named them. There's really no others, maybe safety. But in terms of like myself, I I want for Alabama to to land the highest recruited kid possible, a five-star, a kid with 100 offers, super visible kids, because the odds are those kids, most of them do pan, pan out. A lot of them do. The sleepers don't. I mean, some sleepers do but the overall numbers aren't good there. So what I want is for Alabama to sign the most highly recruited players possible. But there are two positions uh, on offense where when Alabama gets a three star, I'm fine with that and, 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 and don't write off the kid at all. And that's center and tight end because those positions are made, not born, And it's the kids with great intangibles that that become really good players there over time. Think about the greatest tight ends even in the NFL. How many of you guys out there in recruiting knew who George Kittle was in recruiting? How many of y'all, when he was at Iowa, said, well, the best tight end I've seen in college football this year is that Kittle guy at Iowa? Well, he's the best tight end alive today in the NFL was Gronk a famous recruit? Was Gronk famous even in college? He's maybe the greatest tight end of all time, certainly of the modern era. I'm just saying that, yes, there are highly recruited tight ends that pan out like O.J. Howard and highly recruited centers that pan out to some extent like a Ryan Kelly, but a big number of centers and tight ends were two and three star guys who developed over time. So in the future, when Alabama gets a commitment from a tight end or a center who's not a five-star or a four-star, I wouldn't write that kid off just yet. It's a developmental spot. It takes a good eye for coaches to, to, to look at a guy that they think, well, I don't know about him today, but i tell you what, in three years he, he's going to be a dude. That takes a good eye, and it takes some patience, and uh, patience is one thing sports fans do not have, but you'll need to when it comes to those positions. Uh, and uh, Seth McLaughlin is a good example of a guy like that because he was not a five-star. I don't believe he was a four-star. If he was, it's a bit of a stretch. Uh, he had some early offers that were impressive, and you're like, but he had Clemson and Georgia. I think those – I'm not sure they were committable, but I also think Alabama offered Seth McLaughlin early. And like the Pod Piper, when a kid gets an Alabama offer, here comes the flood of offers. Because everyone in college football knows Nick Saban doesn't miss much. So when Alabama offered Seth McLaughlin early, he got a bunch of offers. But based on his tape and profile, uh, I still wouldn't necessarily call him highly hyped. Uh, Most of – I would even say a a big chunk of you guys listening to this podcast aren't even really sure who he is. (laughs) Um, So – but I know who he is and the coaches know who he is. And believe it or not, I'm not going to project him to be a 2022 starter – but I believe next spring, next spring, Seth McLaughlin will be in the competition for one of the open spots on the offensive line. We have a fun player to discuss next on the Alabama Player Roster Countdown. Thanks for listening to Locked on Bama. This is Jimmy Stein discussing 55. We're down to 55 now. Emil or a returning starter. Cool name. Alabama doesn't have much of a history recruiting players from Indianapolis, but, uh, but here we are, and we got a good one from Indianapolis, and let's hope that one of the storylines of this season as we head down the stretch and hopefully Alabama in the, in the mix for a playoff spot and playing for the national championship, where is it going to be played? Indianapolis, the home of Emil Ekior. So hopefully that will be a storyline in the championship game, Emil returning home. He started last year, played quite a bit, even the year before that, but but really last year was his uh, first year as a full-time starter, and he started the entire season, played the whole season. Didn't really light up all SEC lists, but he was a first-year young starter. More of a run blocker than a pass protector, though I did read his pass protection stats were very good. Uh, one of the things we didn't talk about enough last year was how – Mac's jersey looked the same before the start of the game and when the game was over because the offensive line was so good at not only avoiding sacks but just keeping Mac upright altogether. Mac didn't end up on the ground very much at all, and that's to thanks to guys like Emil Echiar, guard, who uh, prevented a big push inside. As a matter of fact, how many times off the top of your head can you remember Mac taking the snap and then immediately having to roll out right or left because of the pressure up the middle? It just wasn't there. And Landon Dickerson gets a lot of credit for that, but so should Emil. Uh, Really good player. His development hurt a little bit because he was out this spring with an injury. However, uh, the injury uh, is not major. He is expected to be 100% this fall and is certainly 100% expected to return to his starting position at guard. Might flip over from from the left side to the right side this year just because Alabama is very likely to have a new right tackle. For those of you unfamiliar with this rule of the offensive line, you don't want, if you can avoid it, you don't want the entire right side or the entire left side to be new guys unless they're special and advanced uh, mentally um, because of the lack of experience. See, if Alabama starts a right tackle this fall, which is very possible that's a true freshman, be it Tommy Brockermeyer or or be it J.C. Latham, Having an experienced right guard is crucial because the right guard, forget the play call, the right guard can literally just tell him what to do. Like, you know, the play call comes from the sidelines and the right tackle's like, I don't know, what is that? Or then you hear a line call from the center and the right tackle's like, uh-oh, I don't know what to do. The right guard just says, 47's your guy. You know, you know 80, 86, that's your guy. Um, and and so, so really, whenever you're projecting what an offensive line might look like in the fall, always start with the idea that the coaches want to avoid putting all, both new guys on one side of the line of scrimmage, if it can be avoided. But flipping from right guard to left guard isn't just about communication with, with a new tackle. Uh, it, it's literally like playing, like, well, I played left-handed last year, and I'm playing right-handed this year. I mean, it, 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 is, it is also different physically. But Alabama recruits talented guys, talented athletes, and Emil Ecuor certainly fits that mold. And I don't think flipping from one side to the other is going to affect him and his play one bit. I think Emil might end his Alabama career in the future as a center. I think that would really help his NFL profile, um, that he can play both. I think positional versatility is big in the nfl it's big in college and uh i think it would just help him draft wise if he has seen some time at center and he would be a really good center if you think about it next year in 2022 he'll be going into his third year as a starter and much like having the experienced center chris owens this year uh you can see how valuable you know that might would be uh you know for 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 the team and uh emil is a leader uh Real smart kid, does well academically, uh, and really should be one of the more popular guys with fans on the team. Real real cool guy. And uh and we're lucky to have him. I would not be surprised uh at all at the end of the season to see Emil make let's just go ahead and be conservative and say second team all SEC. Uh that would be a big deal for him and a big deal for the program and would set him up for next season to be on a lot of watch lists for national awards. So uh, let's hope he, he gets healthy, stays healthy, and uh, I think a reasonable goal for him is a second-team All-SEC, and I, I think he can do it. So Emil Eki, are number 55, and we are now less than eight weeks till the start of fall camp. Thanks for listening to Locked on Bama, guys.